0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Take a moment and think about a relationship you have in your life. First one that pops in your head, just... Think of that person, think of that relationship, think of whatever it is. Don't, there's probably a lot, just pick one, go. Got it, great. Now if we're thinking on that relationship, who would say it's a positive relationship? Okay, anyone picked a negative relationship? No. I don't think so. So okay, we picked a positive one, excellent. Now, we think a little bit more about that relationship. Is it a relationship that's equally yoked? Meaning, you know, there's a give and a take on both sides, or is it uneven? Like, is it like one is more demanding or one is more giving? Who would say that it's an equally yoked, balanced relationship? Anyone's like, it's a little uneven. I think someone probably gives more or takes more. I'm not going to point fingers, but there's that possibility. Okay, cool. So we've picked positive relationships that are generally balanced. Now here's the final question. that relationship, how often do you interact with that individual? Who would say, I probably interact with them daily? All right, uh, weekly, monthly, yearly. Okay, so we're generally interacting with the person who's positive, equally balanced, daily. Love that. Why am I asking these questions? Because today, with the Holy Trinity, we are actually given a beautiful image of the perfect type of relationship. When we talk about Trinity, we talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three unique persons who are all of one nature. And it's, it's again, theologically kind of mind-blowing, But, just stick with me. So the Father, right, is only a Father because there is the Son. Jesus is the Son only because there is a Father. And yet, the Son has always been with the Father. It's not like the Son was born out of the Father. So it's not like there was a time where the Father existed that the Son did not exist. And this is where it gets kind of theologically mind-blowing. But there's a relationship there. Like, I am a son to my parents because of the fact that I have my parents. Like, it's, it's, what, you get it. Okay. So that relationship is there. So then the question is like, well, who's this Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit has always been described as the love that is manifested. Like, the fact is this, that the Father and the Son love so perfectly and so expressively expressively that the Holy Spirit is actually the, the, the person of that love. Again, my brain hurts trying to explain this to you, so I can only imagine how your brains feel. But this relationship is perfect because it's balanced. One is never without the others. One is never taking more than the others. One is never demanding more than the others. And they're always in Relationship. They're always in union. They're never not without. So we maybe are, again, thinking of our own personal relationships. We picked positive ones. That's encouraging. We picked ones that were balanced. That's also encouraging. And we picked ones that we probably converse at least daily. That's also encouraging. So we know that what makes a relationship healthy. The Holy Trinity shows us how that relationship is meant to be. And we're we're identifying that in our earthly life. Okay, so when it comes to the relationships that aren't the positive ones, or are less positive, or the ones that aren't as balanced, or the ones that we don't communicate as often, how do we engage in those relationships? Have we just washed our hands, said, I'm done with this, I'm out, moving on? Do we put in effort? Is there a bit of resentment or bitterness or difficulty and the answer is probably yes to all. What God what we can take away from God today is that that good one that we identified that this one that we see witness with the trinity is actually how all of our relationships should be. Sounds sounds fun, right? You don't look very happy. Okay. Because it takes work, it's tiring, it's exhausting. How many of you have made friends since you like got out of your 30s? One person, cool, great. That was super encouraging too. Because it's hard. I mean, I imagine you probably have made friends with like... Whatever, I'm not even going to try to go there. Moving on. But as little kids, like we make friends all the time. Like, you're friends with someone on the first day of kindergarten after 30 seconds. You're friends with some, and then you're not. And then, like, two weeks later, you're friends again. And then something happens at the playground, and you're not. And then, like, a week later, you're fine. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they get it. They get it. They're with me. Thank you. And so, God shows us in these readings today, relationship isn't always going to be cut clean and dry. It's actually going to be really challenging. Exodus, right? The Israelites are being sent out into the desert. They're, they're questioning this whole relationship with God. Does he care about us? Does he not care about us? Okay, we're going to make this golden calf. Moses, don't tell him. Moses tells him. Because like, God's like, I'm just going to smite them all. He's like, don't smite them. So, there's work that must always be put in. Corinthians. I'm not sure if you know this or not. I, I had to remind myself of this. Corinth, was not the most great city to live in. The reason Paul writes letters to Corinth is because they're a very vice-filled city. They're a very uh, city focused on sin. And he's writing to them out of relationship because he loves them and he wants them to be better. So then we hear this John Gospel, which is the very popular John three sixteen. for he sent his only son in the world, da-da-da. But, but why? so that we could be redeemed. And that's just crazy to think about, that the God who created everything, including us, decided to say, I know you're broken, but I'm going to give you a Savior to redeem. I'm not just going to start over from scratch and try to like reset. I'm going I'm to work with what I got. I'm going to send my son, who is in relationship with me, who is perfectly united to me, To redeem you. So what does our relationship with God look like? Is it a positive one? Is it one that is equally balanced? Is it one we talk to him every day? And I would say probably for the most of us that there's one of those that's not fully accurate. I'm hoping it's mostly positive. I'm hoping that we're generally finding it balanced. But I doubt most of us are talking to him every day. And if we are, great. Then maybe it's not balanced. I don't know. But that's something for us to consider. The earthly relationships that I have that are good, how is that like my relationship with the Lord? And how can the Lord actually make those relationships better? How can these relationships enhance how I understand God? So today was a a really special day for our diocese. If you did not know this, we had our ordinations today. We had seven men ordained to the priesthood. We're not getting one of them. I tried. I don't have enough people yet. Yet. When we get to, like, the thousand people mark, I think they'll send me another guy. So we've only got, like, a ways to go. But we're going to get there. I have hope. But it was, it's amazing, because Friday was was my anniversary of the ordination. The whole beginning of June is, like, all the anniversaries, because generally speaking, the guys are all ordained at the beginning of June. So, like, June 1st, uh, where the three guys ordained, like, the year before, or the year after us, June 2nd is us, June 3rd is the guys today, and the guys, like, it's just really cool. Within the last five years, our diocese has had 27 men ordained to the priesthood. Like, that's so good. I did not do the math. Someone else did that for me, so positive. But, seven men ordained. And it's, it was so cool because at Ordination's, it's always a big deal, right? You have guys coming in from other places, other parts of the country, like their friends are coming in. And, and you look in the sanctuary and it's just full of priests. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. Um, because, like, those are my brothers. These are, these are guys who we've, we've been through seminary together. We've, we've been through things together, old or young. We, we're living the same life of giving it up for the Lord. And not, like, not that you don't love me and I don't love you, but you're just not going to fully ever get the priesthood. Just like I, I will never fully get married life, you know. There's just going to be some discrepancies there. And so when we're all together as all the priests, it's really, really encouraging. And it's fun because ordination involves two elements where the whole presbyterate uh, is incorporated into it. And, and part of it's the ordination rite. So part of the ordination rite is bishop lays hands on all of them and then says the prayer of ordination. But then all of the priests go through and lay hands on all the guys. And then after that, um, they're, they're vested. Uh, so this is actually my ordination vestment that I received five years ago. Uh, they're vested, and then their hands are consecrated with the sacred chrism. Uh, just like the chrism is used in baptism and confirmation, their hands are consecrated. Um, and then they, uh, they receive the paten and the chalice, and, and the Bishop has words for that. He says, I don't remember the words actually, so I won't, I won't start saying them. But he's commissioning them to, you know, consecrate the Eucharist. And then there's a sign of peace. And I mean, it's, it's funny because some guys like, Mike, come here real fast. So like, like the really traditional, like the ultra-conservative guys are like, peace. da You know, like really formal. And then somebody's like, hey, man, I'm so proud of you, right? Like it's really beautiful to see this variety. Thanks, Mike. You can You're sit okay. down. Okay. Like it's so funny because it's like hey or hey you know, um, but it's like there's this this relationship there. There's this beautiful relationship, and then the because the church is packed because it's seven guys and I mean, it was awesome, but there's relationship, and and God ultimately made us for relationship, so He shows us that how it's meant to be with the Trinity. We've all identified good ones in our lives. We can relate that back to the Father as far as relationship with him. But it's thinking about what is the Lord inviting me to do with this relationship? I don't just keep it to myself. Like, as priests, we don't just get ordained and then, like, sit in a church all day just twiddling our thumbs. That's extremely boring. Like, we go out. We get sent out. We get sent to places. And I've just been reflecting on this the last couple of days. Like, all of the yeses it took to ultimately end up here. Had I not said I wanted to be Catholic at the time I said I wanted to become Catholic, then I wouldn't have been maybe offered the job as the youth minister at the church because that person maybe wouldn't have been there. They would have hired someone else, which means I wouldn't have actually thought about the idea of the priesthood. It means I wouldn't have been sent to the seminary at the time I got sent to, which means I wouldn't have thought about the military chaplaincy, which means I wouldn't have gotten ordained and then like been assigned to the parish I was at for the time I was supposed to be there, which means I wouldn't have encountered Father Don or other priests, which means I wouldn't have then been like set at that parish for the period of time I went through, then to be sent here. Like, it's just a big ripple effect. And yet God in that relationship already knew it. And he already knows that for all of us. We're here because this is the relationship that God wants. But I think he wants more. I think he always wants more. And, and sitting there, watching these guys be ordained, and just reflecting on the last five years, it's like, Lord, what more do you want? Because I know there's more you need from me. And I know there's more you need from your people. So I think about this in the summertime always. And I think about this at this time. So the summertime provides us a lot of opportunities. We could have maybe more traveling. We could be going out and visiting places. We get longer days, Um, you know, the beauty of nature and all that's goodness. So how do we take relationship out? Well, we can evangelize wherever we go, right? Maybe, Maybe you will find in the summertime that you'll have more travel opportunities, which means you need to get to mass in other places. Great, go bring me back a bulletin. I'd love to see what they're doing. That'd be awesome. Then I know you're also going to church. (laughs) Big brain. But, but the gift that you are gets to be sent somewhere, and that's good. Um, It's good to create even a summer spiritual growth kit, right, because we're really in this ordinary time. Like Trinity is, Pentecost was like the end of Easter, Holy Trinity kind of finish it up. We can get ready for Corpus Christi soon. But we're really in this ordinary time. We're in this time of planting. And so what's going to be my summer spiritual growth kit? What am I going to do in this time where maybe my time looks a little different than it does the rest of the, the, rest of the year? So, so Mass obviously is not a negotiable. Like we need to be at Mass. That is <laughs> demanded of the Lord in, a, in the best way possible. I get to go to Mass. That's how we should really think about it. So Mass should be a priority. But then also that prayer life so that person i'm in communication with is daily then how am i doing that with the lord how am i praying daily am i reading scripture am i praying the divine mercy chaplet the rosary am i talking about my faith with someone else there's a, a a daily encounter that needs to occur there spiritual reading um adoration you know we have adoration on fridays we're really trying to gear up with this eucharistic revival getting more time before the blessed sacrament the church is unlocked for a very long period throughout the day, you're welcome to come in here. You will not get shot if you come in, like, and there's no one in here. Like, it's okay. Okay, just so make sure you know that. Um, but like, yeah, so a prayer plan is critical. Attending, uh, maybe you go to weekday Masses if you have the opportunity. One thing I've loved about St. Bernard's is that we have Masses evening and morning, kind of throughout the week. And at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But now I've, really, now I've really gotten used to it. I like it. And because, oddly enough, we get way more people in the evening masses. I don't know. People want to sleep in or something. It's weird. I don't get it. So prayer, prayer plan. Um, physical activity. You know, just exercising. Like, that's an important thing. We need to do that. Go for a walk. Uh, walk by the rectory. If you see me outside, I will give you food. You know? Like, I'll probably cook something. Like, I will happily entertain you. Um. Pay attention to the train all the time because that's always a fun game. Uh, mental breaks, right? Like, especially for students, summer's a great time to like mentally just recuperate. Uh, so finding hobbies. We have the adult formations could be going on on Sundays. We're changing the day to try to see how that works out. But Sundays for 14 weeks after the 9 a.m. mass, we're going to do this really fun chasing the goose. I still think it's a hilarious title. I don't know why you don't laugh. Chasing the goose, the wild, the Holy Spirit. Um, We're also doing praise and worship nights throughout the summer. So we have a praise and worship night tomorrow night at 7. We have some parishioners playing music. We're going to worship Jesus. Like, it's awesome. You should be there. You better be there. But we want to set obtainable goals so that at the end of summer, things are different. I'm not just, I didn't just, my parents were adamant every time I got to summer I, I was not supposed to be a couch potato. They were adamant that I was outside doing something. Now luckily I played sports, so that wasn't a big deal, but even then, I was I was only allowed inside for like an hour a day, like, like, like they reversed it on me. Like you can only be inside for one hour. Get outside, okay? Um, because there's so many things, right? There's we're in the graduation party season. There's there's travel sports. There's all this stuff, but we can't become lapsed in our faith just because it's summer. We can't become lapsed in relationship just because it's summer. The Holy Trinity ultimately emphasizes this truth, that God is one, He is perfect, and He is love. And if we take that to heart and allow that to impact us, transform us, then when we go out and we, and we visit people and we, we go to these different places, we are taking Jesus with us. We are taking this relationship of the Trinity out to someone who maybe doesn't know Him as well. Maybe he hasn't encountered him. And so we have a great opportunity. It's an awesome opportunity. It's a great responsibility. But I think about those seven guys ordained today. They are getting ready to go to work. Because that's ultimately what they want to do. Like they've been preparing for years to finally get to this point. Like they are gonna do the mission. And they are pumped. And the same way it should be for us. Like we get to go and do the mission of being disciples for Jesus Christ. We should be pumped. So what's going to be that that spiritual growth kit? How am I going to be praying? How am I going to get exercise? What's going to be my mental breaks? Making sure I don't lapse on anything. Giving God the priority that he always deserves. Because summer is our time to evangelize. It's our time to pour out. uh, Which means we have to be poured into. So we start with the Mass. uh, Because it's the great place to encounter Jesus in the Eucharist. So may the Lord uh, fill us with the love of the Trinity so that we can always be reminded that He is present to us, that He's in relationship with us, so that we can ultimately give Him away.